This episode of Motherhood in Hollywood is sponsored by Kinza, the world's smartest thermometer. When my daughter is sick, I turn to my Kinza smart thermometer for peace of mind. It remembers her temperature, symptoms, and medicine history, so I don't have to. And it even lets me send it to my doctor. Amazing! Get your own Kinza at KinzaHealth.com. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 34 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. Welcome to the ship of uh, good times. <laughs> um, my guest today on the show is comedian, actress, writer, uh, all around wonderful person, guru. I don't know if I can I call her a guru. I think I will. She is a meditation expert and just an all around lovely human being. Laura House is on the show today, and this is kind of a different type of podcast for me. We didn't immediately jump into like, um business talk, you know, all about the biz, like showbiz and whatnot. We get a little political today, which I don't get to do very often on the show. So I was very excited to talk to Laura about, you know, politics, the upcoming presidential race, racism, like we we run the gamut on today's show. So it's pretty interesting. Stick around for that for sure. Also a little bit different take for us here at MIH. I'm very excited. I also like to refer to myself as more than one person. Um, it's just me. <laughs> Uh, thanks again for joining us, you guys. I want to take a second to say hello and welcome and hi, how are you, to a couple of moms that have uh, found and discovered motherhood in Hollywood, and I'm so glad they did. Angie Patterson, who is an actress and mom here in Hollywood, thank you so much for listening, as well as Keiko Elizabeth. Thank you so much for reaching out and telling me how much you like the show. I'm so glad you found it, and I'm so glad that we could connect, as well as Jen Whedon over at Mom Cave TV, who uh, is listening in the car with her son. Hi, Jennifer. I promise I won't swear so much. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> and also, uh, thank you so much to the Nanny League for such a lovely shout out they gave me recently on Instagram. Like, it's such a good feeling to know that people are listening. I know my close friends listen and I'm so grateful that they do because otherwise I feel like I literally am just talking to a vacuum, you know, just me and my husband. So every time you guys tweet at me or email me, reach out to me in some way on Instagram or Facebook and let me know that you're listening. It means the world to me. And, and it makes me feel like I am accomplishing something in life. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Speaking of accomplishing things in life, I had a really great week this week, had some good auditions and I have a great mom, motherhood in Hollywood type story. I got to uh, take Channing to an audition with me this week at CBS Radford studios. And I don't, you know, you've heard me probably talk about this before. I don't like taking her with me in auditions simply because I just find it really distracting for me personally. This is one of those situations. The audition was on like a Friday at four, right in the middle of her nap time. There was nobody available to watch her. My husband was at work and my friends all work. And it was just a really odd time. So I had to take her and the casting director could not have been more lovely. It was Allison Silverberg and, um, just welcoming us in like, Oh, who's this? I'm so glad to meet your daughter. And, as an actor and especially as a mother, it it's so reaffirming to know that you're not going to be, uh, po- they're not taking away points. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're an actor in this business and you're also a parent, there's a little bit of a feeling where you're like, they're going to look at me differently if I have to bring my daughter or if they find out I'm a parent, you know, they may not consider me fully for this part because maybe they won't think I'm available or maybe they won't think my head is in the game. And it was just such a great confidence building and lovely moment for me to experience to be able to take my daughter in there and they wanted to meet her and she sat so quietly while I read my out for, uh, for the part and 
we left and they were like, they were just so gracious. So I just, I seriously just walked out of that room. I didn't care if I booked it. I was just smiling and happy that I got to have that experience and share it with my daughter. And every time I have to do that, there's always a little bit of dread, but it makes such a huge difference when the casting director and producers or whoever is there is understanding. So thank you to everyone in the business who is understanding of us moms who are doing our best to juggle uh, the loves of our lives and our passion and, and for our career. So yay. Thanks for that. Okay. So I want to sh- shout out really quick, I guess, shout out. What am I? 12. Um, I want to, <laughs> I want to mention really quick. If you get a chance, go over to maximumfun.org. Check out the recent episode I did for this hilarious podcast called bunker buddies. For those of you who know me really well, you know, I am sort of obs- obsessed with like the apocalypse and like the end of days, <laughs> I know it's a little nuts. I'm not like a full on like prepper like you see on like, um, you know, the travel channel and Nat Geo and those shows. But I do prep for like um, disasters, earthquakes, especially in California, like you have to. So I'm a little bit of a prepper. Uh, I talk a little bit about what it means to be a prepper as a mom over there on Bunker Buddy. So go and check that out. I also recently was a guest on uh, Mom Cave TV. We talked a little bit about Valentine's Day and we just got super silly over on Mom Cave. And I also was on, did I say the paranormal already? Oh, sorry. I'm losing my mind. And Ha Ha's for Who Ha's. Those are a couple of shows I've been guests on. So if you're looking for a new podcast or you're looking for a new way to find out more about uh, me and how silly I am, you can go and check those out. Please do. And I think that's pretty much all I got for my mommy monologue today. I'm sure there's going to be a million things I think of whenever I stop recording, but whatever. I'll just save it all for next time. Oh, okay. See, I just remembered. I'm kind of want to do this new thing where I'm taking phone calls from people just for funds, just for shits and gigs. If you want to call in and like, tell me what you thought about the Oscars, tell me what you thought about the Grammys or tell me what you think about Hollywood in general, or you just want to talk about mom stuff. Like, you know, you've got this, you know, weird diaper rash. I don't know. I'm not an expert on that stuff, but I'll be more than happy to joke around with you about it. You can call the MIH hotline and that number is 323-886-2456. That number again, 323-886-2456. And then what I'll do is uh, if you've got a good question or something fun or I think I can have fun with it, then I will put your question on the show. Woo, we're so high tech over here. <laughs> All right, now I'm going to let you hear the interview I did with my friend, Laura House. Okay, so this is kind of a big thrill for me. What? Personally. How can, how, why? Because That's I crazy. have a lot of questions to ask you. So Laura oh. House is joining me today. Um, yeah. Yay. Laura used to be my director, my mentor, mm. my leader at Acme. When mm-hmm. <laughs> um, guru was fine. Right. You're good, my personal guru. <laughs> um, and so you have, you have such an interesting career, and also especially since I've just seen your show, uh, how to hate yourself. Oh yeah, the solo show. Yes. So, so I nice have questions. Of you to come. Uh-huh. It was great. It was so great. Um Thank you. first of all, how amazing and I want to say that I wrote yeah. on a show called Mom. So I feel like that qualifies me to be here. It totally does. I actually I'm glad you said that because I reached out to Gemma Baker earlier oh, on because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, she has a kid that's like my daughter's oh, age. Well, yeah. And um I was like, plus I'd just like to pick her brain about how hard it is to work on a TV mm-hmm. show, hit TV show like that and take care of your kid. And I actually got a sweet note back from her that was like, yes, we're in production right now, but I'd still like to come on your show. And oh, great. That was several months ago, but I don't want to be a stalker and be like, no, no. Hey, geez. remember me? They really, when they're in production, you really, oh, I'm and, sure. and it is that, you know, when, um, it's my understanding when, uh, moms are busy. Well, when anybody with a family is busy, they're busy and working, working, and then their free time just has, has to, be to be with, with their, their family because it's like, they yeah. can't. But um, yeah, when she's off, she'll totally do it, I'm sure. I'll yeah. put in a word. Oh, thanks, Laura. <laughs> With GB. With GB. I was going to say, how are you enjoying? Are you sort of freelancing on this show? Or how does that work for a writer when they call you in? Um, when you get hired to work on a show like that, is it a weekly basis? Is it through you the season? You get a, um, a contract for a certain number of weeks. Oh, okay. So say if the show, usually when a show is picked up initially, it's for like 13 episodes, but mm-hmm. they've already shot the pilot. Okay. Usually. So it's like 12, 12. episodes. Okay. So they might go 12. It's going to take us 
let's say 20 weeks to write these 12 episodes and start in production. So we're, we're going to give you a contract for 20 weeks. And then if we want to pick up your contract after that, then you'll get a new contract for a new, Another you know, like if the shows. show gets picked, because they, yeah. they sort of are like, if the show doesn't get picked up, then obviously yeah. you don't get picked it's up. Not like but if the show does, then they have the choice of like, this is working out or, or it isn't, okay. or we need something Who else. Who decides that? The showrunner? The showrunner, yeah. Okay. I so mean, like, on Mom, could, would it be Chuck Lorre or would it be Joe yeah, Baker? It would be, um, I mean, on any Chuck Lorre endeavor, it's going to be Chuck Lorre. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, it could be the executive producer. But yeah, mostly, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's the showrunner of just, because they're, like, I've been on shows where they were like, oh, we like you so much, but you're like lower level and we really need a co-EP who's like done this 20 times or oh, whatever. Of the WGA, there's actually like, I don't want to say rankings. That's no, not there's the rankings. Is it there's rankings? There's lower okay. level, like the, the beginner level is staff writer mm-hmm. and then it's story editor, producer, co-executive producer and executive producer. So in a way it's four really, like story editor, uh, I mean staff writer, story editor, producer, executive producer. Okay, like a or, hierarchy. Or co or okay. you can be an executive story editor. You know, so there's sort of like 10 rungs. But each of them comes with a union, a WGA union guaranteed salary. Oh. So when you see it in the credits, yeah. obviously to a normal person, they go, oh, staff writer, that's who writes it. Right. Oh, editor. I guess they just look for typos and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I guess they just edit it, yeah. you know. And it's like because no. I don't think it really. It's I don't think a lot of people understand there is a distinction between the producers and the story editors and there's the writers. a monetary distinction, but they're all writers. Okay, everybody's in the room writing, but you can also just to let it be really confusing. So on a <laughs> yes, movie, <please. laughs> let's say a producer usually is like the put everything together person. Yeah, <laughs> like. You know, oh, we've got this script. Let's try. You know, I this script is great. Let's try to attach this star and this director. Now we'll take it to the studio and we're going to get it made and we'll try to get this distribution. That's a really active producer. Okay. On TV, you can have the title producer that means you're a writer. You can have the title producer that means you're the star of the show, but it was a way for them to that. finagle the budget to give you more money without stay, giving you yeah. a raise. Yeah, because you, you know see what I mean? Like the they're credits, basically yeah. going, well, we'll call you a producer, so you're going to make another, you know, eight grand a week, yeah. but we're technically not giving you a raise. But maybe that <laughs> maybe that um, star of the show isn't necessarily in the writer's room. No, they would, there's no way they would have time to be. See, this is what I find interesting is like, I've said a few times on the show that I'm a, uh, my ideal situation would be like Ike Barinholtz and his writing partner on the Mindy Project oh. because he's a producer writer on that show, mm-hmm. but he also gets to be in it like in yes. you know smaller ways and stuff sure, like that. Like yeah, he's not yeah. um, in every scene all the time. So like she was on The Office, right? Exactly. Yeah. So she, it's that kind of lovely scenario where you get to write on it, of course, and then you also I mean, get to be in it and. I'm just sort of curious, like if that's a trend that's happening now, or do you think I it's don't because think more it's talented trend. people are being discovered or like- yeah, I don't think it's a trend. I think it, you know, serendipitously happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, they did it on the office. They might mm-hmm. do it on Brooklyn nine, nine. I can't think of anyone. Like, I don't know if Chelsea Peretti actually writes on it too, but oh, I don't know. They it wouldn't um, surprise me now, that but you a lot that. of the, you know, actors are also gifted writers, but right. Um, a lot of UCB people on that show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'll st- like I, my, I started in stand-up, and you're inherently, as a stand-up, you're a writer and a performer. Mm-hmm. So um, I've faced that before. And I was on a show called Austin Stories where we weren't in the room typing, but we were definitely contributing to the to writing the, process. The story. Yeah, yeah, talk about Austin Stories a little bit, because that's sort of where you dipped your toe in Hollywood a little bit, even though you were in Austin. Yeah, well, I mean, we wrote it here in Hollywood, and then we uh, shot it in Austin. But yeah, I was a stand-up. My mom made me get a teaching certificate, so I taught seventh grade, and I did stand-up at night for a Mm -hmm. couple years, and... um, there was a MTV showcase mm-hmm. in Austin before YouTube. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Even like we've been, uh, this is off track, but related. My um, boyfriend and I, we've been watching the OJ Simpson, the people versus OJ mm-hmm. Simpson show. Mm-hmm. And it's only like 
17 years ago it feels like it's 50 years ago it feels like when i was a kid and watched some black and white thing from right right from the 50s where you're like what it was and a different era the way people dress the but way just yeah pre-internet pre-internet yeah pre-internet was like th- like even just watching not that long ago mm-hmm. most of us were alive was just like <laughs> Oh my God. Like, cause now everyone would have been tweeting about it. People everyone. would have saying absolutely have to stop them. Uh, you know, an entitled yeah, yeah. athlete doesn't get to hold up the LAPD. Like it's yeah. insane. But these cops at the time were like, I'm not going to shoot OJ. Right. Like, like I'm not gonna, who's going to shoot like, OJ Simpson. And now there would but now be they would so just shoot him many like more opinions or stop the car. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, you know, the idea that they were like, OJ's in the back seat with a gun to his head. And the cops like, Oh, well then right this way. You know, like, what? what like yeah. oh right oh i forgot you're above the law like what are you like <laughs> no like get out of the car this is yeah. silly. like this is silly and he just yeah it but was the internet crazy. has totally changed it's changed everything everything and it's changed everybody's attitudes and yeah. we all get a voice now and it's chris it's and i were just crazy. talking about this before you came over how because we were talking about politics and mm-hmm. the campaign and how like everybody you know there's a big movement right now everybody's behind bernie sanders like oh we love bernie he's great but then if you read about his ideas and like practicality like eh, this may not work but then everybody hates hillary because she seems bitchy or whatever and i'm like oh my god can we please stop and then when you read her stuff that's it's, like she's done so many good things and I remember when Bill was in office and a priority from when he the, his first day in office was to get universal health care. And it went all the way through and then it failed um, at, the, yeah, at the very end. And it's like she's been trying to do that for years. Yeah. And like to me, that means a lot to some people. They think that's awful. But yeah. I think it's great. Also, there's a, a long history of people running for president saying, how totally different everything can be. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, like the class, it doesn't, it doesn't the guy, interest the kid who's running for class president. That's like vending it, machines in every room. Well, and Trump sounds like that more than Sanders. Oh yeah, to me. that's true. Yeah. But like, tr- Oh my God, it makes me laugh when like, it makes me crazy. Uh, I know it's, I, I guess I shouldn't say laugh. It's nuts, but just <laughs> that he's so vague that it totally sounds like you're like, like when he's like, you're going to win so much. You're going to be happy all the time. Yeah. And clearly like, there are people that are like, Oh, thank God. That's all we, wanted to hear like just want to be happy and and safe and I think that was actually a strength of Reagan which is legitimately a place where uh, our president uh, currently falls short simply reassuring people that everything's fine because I believe that uh, President Obama does uh, this is me personally but I think he does a great job he does many wonderful things mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's just not his style or he doesn't I think he's not a bragger I think probably his thinking is I'm gonna let history show that I did all these great things don't you think though in the beginning he let out his personality a little bit more like I feel like in the beginning he there was a lot more he was more charismatic and he was more engaging and that's what sort of made everybody get behind him in the first oh, in place the- you mean in the campaign? In the, during the campaign. Well, sure, and the then once he gets the job, he just kind of like... But I feel like he's doing the job. Like, yeah. I feel like he was like, he's just doing the job. But in and terms he, of like connecting with the people, that's yeah, sort of... I think, um, and this was my understanding, you know, being a, a very young person, but <laughs> um, uh, Reagan, really a huge strength of his was... I mean, and he was doing crazy shit. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The people who were fighting, the people who have become office, Mm -hmm. um, ISIS, they were selling them arms and stuff. So it's like he was doing terrible, awful, allowing terrible, awful things. But he was like, we're fine. And really, America needs to hear that so much of like, and I understood that time he was a great figurehead. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, it's almost... You know, and that kind of that was the rumor of like Bush Jr. that Cheney's really doing everything, but and he Bush wasn't doing anything. Was kind, yeah. I mean, it's almost kind of a that Cheney was the puppet master a little but bit. But that it's, but I guess my point is like maybe that's not so bad <laughs> in the sense <laughs> of like it's fine for some people, right, right. To, and kind of Trump is saying that too. I'm going to hire the best people that you know to do the budget. I'm going to hire the best budget people, and for that's defense, true. He I'm going to hire. Like, the, I mean, he's basically saying, look, I'm just going to be a figurehead. He's, yeah, he's like, I think it's everything's going to be fine. Look, I'm, I'm going to hire people. I run all these empires, <laughs> and I'm just going to hire the best people. That's what I do. But and is it, that okay? Is do we want that? I don't think do we I, need a president that has to do everything himself. I don't 
I don't love. I'm not saying I'm supporting Trump, but you heard it here, folks. I do think I love Trump. Trump 2016. But I do think <laughs> that uh, in some way, you know, that figurehead aspect is is it turn and looked emotionally to voters. It's mm-hmm. important because the man doesn't have any idea how to do it. He's never held an office. No. And he just goes, you're going to win so much. He's like Barbarino. Look at the other countries I go up your nose with a rubber hose. And then I'm going to be like, and it's, people are just like, I just like it. I love I, it. Like, Everything he says is so real. People can't even say why they like him. They're just like, I don't know. I just He tells it like it is. That's I what they say. I just like it. I just feel like he's just, and it's like, well, he doesn't know anything about about politics just like you oh my god i know i know i can't <laughs> That's why watch people relate to him i can't watch it and i w- or i'll see him in news clips because you know i work for a news station here in town and i'll watch the clips of him and i'm just like what how is it's nuts how is this even happening and also he's like winning like oh decidedly sh- shockingly so yeah Every, all the pundits are like i mean and good for them but they've all had to go i was wrong i was wrong yeah <laughs> i was wrong i like, just no I, like, faking I kept waiting for him to be like you're Every, punked or everybody like, did yeah it's all a reality show or something and he still might there's still time yes but i keep waiting to see what he's getting out of this Like he has some kind of deal with like the Middle East or something where he's like, watch, I'm going to go be president. And then, you know, we'll I'll buy up all your buildings in Dubai. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like he's got some deal. Like he told some government, like, watch, I'm going to go do this. And then we'll work out what we got to do when I'm president. It's like a a fun dare with some rich guy. It's like trading places. It's like Scientology. Rich guy in some other country. Right. Like he was like, look. (laughs) Oh, you don't think I can be president? Watch. I'm Donald Trump. Watch. And that's, their bet was just a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it'd be funny on, on, you know, when he gets elected, he'll I, just stand up and be like, I won I, Serbia. I, I believe in narcissism more than that. Like I, I believe. <laughs> you think it's just all ego driven? Well, I'm from Texas. And when Clinton won, Bill Clinton mm-hmm. won, um, he was up against uh, George Bush Sr. Right. And mm-hmm. a little guy, history does not mention much, <gasps> called Hello. Ross Perot. I remember that guy. Yes. So he is Texan. And mm-hmm. I knew him because uh-huh. he had put a thing in schools in Texas. And this is a guy who didn't, I don't think he had an office in Texas. Right. But he, yeah. he just was a really influential dude. Very wealthy. His wife had been a uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, if kids don't have passing grades, they shouldn't be able to play sports. And that is not a radical idea now but it was yeah because your best athletes were all we're flunking, all, all flunking you know, everything yeah or in our case uh they couldn't be in the school play mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah because uh, it was like oh come on just do your social studies homework right right um but athletes get a lot of passes well and i mean again like star actors and star, whatever it is so he was like no no pass no play and i remember knowing him from that and then he ran for president and he was like he was the same thing. He had he had no he had very vague like, knowledge about uh, foreign policy, but he was like, I can balance a budget. Like I'm rich, I'm self made, I've made this empire, and people are like, oh, I like that. And he was kind of allowed. But what happened was he split the conservative vote, which is why, like, if it was just Bush Clinton, Bush might have won. Right. But he split that the conservative, conservative vote. vote and Clinton won. Don't you think that that's sort of... Which that's I'm glad th- for. I like... I'm a liberal. I'm a progressive liberal. So I'm, I'm like, let's do... Let's go all the way there. Don't you think that's what's happening a little bit with Bernie and Hillary? Yeah, That like be. he's... The reason that not all the liberals are backing her or Democrats are backing her is because they're so torn between the two. I do think <clears throat> even without him because you think we can even without him people question hillary yeah because because i mean if you think about it almost like you and i almost our entire lives and and basically they've said this terrible hateful statistic that like women 45 and older like hillary clinton and then then women 45 and younger Mm -hmm. like sanders so they're like young women like sanders yeah i read that the the millennials or whatever yeah a comment she got in trouble for but their whole life, but think about it. if you're 20 or mm-hmm. even 30, your entire life, you've heard negative things about Hillary Clinton, yeah. even if they're not true. Yeah. All you've like, I don't know details mm-hmm. about, and I'm, I 
I pre-apologize to your Catholic listeners. <laughs> I don't know details about each pope and what right. they did, but I have a general. Se- I've heard you have a general feeling about the pope. Thing that like, oh, that's not some for weird me. stuff has taken place right. over there. Like, and, and some worse than others, and right. this one's pretty good, and you know, whatever. Like, so they've they've been inundated their whole lives with true or false, but definitely negative. Things about this woman, of course, they're like, nah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, especially with Facebook and Twitter, everybody's resharing all these articles from quote unquote trusted yeah. news sources. And they may be true, they and may they may not be not. True, yeah, no pe- one's vetting them. No one's checking on all their sources. Her the whole time, you know, she's she's the kind of woman, and I and I feel like in the past month since that had really come out more mm-hmm. and more. She's softened. She's looking a little more They've vulnerable. To- I feel like she's the, been told. I, I think she's yeah. made an adjustment. Yeah. Um, Which is unfortunate. I wish she, she didn't have to do that. But she can't be like, you can't have a life in politics. Do you know how, how hard they work? Yeah, <laughs> they I know. Work so much harder than me. You have and to, to be you a have woman. To, you I have mean, to be a balls to the wall, like, I mean, people. And also, like, I don't want, like, a mamby pamby, like, you know, I am. Yeah. Uh, there's no walking yeah. around being, like, the vulnerable senator. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, I don't need, and I don't need that. To, like, yeah. She has had to be so much better and st- all minorities. You have mm-hmm. to be so much better and stronger than your non-minority counterpart. Right. And the not, but the non-minority counterpart has no idea because right. they just have their own white male experience. And they're like, what? It's hard for everybody. And it's yeah. like, no. Like, look at, like, I, I was talking to um, my guy the other day about, like, Obama and how above criticism he has to be. Like, he's yeah. constantly criticized, but he can't. he he's not he can't do certain things yeah 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 because he has to be like you know like for a black man yeah he has to be so far above it he can't accidentally make a comment about some beautiful woman or some right right and he doesn't and like can't pull a trump and talk about women the way he he talks about women be this kind (laughs) of like cat you know because he's like i'm the first black president like i can't like there's just things he can't do right and like or the that he's, you know, to me, like, he's like, has to be so much more um, mature and handle it better and whatever, ready for not whatever lose comes his voice because you right. can't be the screaming black guy and you can't be the, it's just right. like, it's insane. And people, like, a, a friend of mine writes about white privilege all the time and it's like, you can't understand mm-hmm. even, like, you can't, it's just like the whole world of white privilege that people have no idea. Yeah. Because you just live in it. And when I am referring to white people specifically in this conversation, <laughs> I mean like the ones that are the problem. Yeah, and yeah. Like, and it's similar to like w- like Bill Maher takes the stand on on Muslims. And he really mm-hmm. uh, is very clear. And a lot of people call him racist. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it. it is part, it is, there's not other kinds of terror. Like he's not saying all Muslims are terrorists, but he's like all the terrorists are, are Muslim. in, in yeah. this sense. There yeah. is different <clears throat> kinds of terrorism. Right. But so he's like, it, it really is an issue. So my thing is like, not all white people are privileged and racist, but there is a group of white people okay. that are pushing back on black people who are like going, we're getting shot at. Like, yeah, please yeah. stop. Yeah. And I don't like those white people. Okay. I would say, like, uh, if we wanted to give them a leader, I would say, like, a Donald Trump. Like a Trump And the people Trump who leader. listen to him. And, like, <laughs> I don't like those white people. Right. But even those, like, it's it's not even rich people that are for him. It's lower class. So I would say, like, there's a lot of rich white people that I don't... The people in... Uh, uh, the big short. Yeah. I don't like those, those white people. Those guys. <laughs> those are white. What do you Wall think about Street people, even though some might be brown or what? Like, right. They're just white people. What do you think awful. about in terms of like diversity in Hollywood? Because we've got the Oscars coming up. Oscars mm-hmm. so white. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, also I you're an actor. Why, I don't too. know why black actors matter. Wasn't. wasn't oh, black hashtag. actors matter. Oh, that's a good one. I was like, why? We didn't get to pick it. Nobody asked us. Nobody, nobody, that's for sure. Um, I'd be a real dick if I insisted. Right. I'd be like, I'm going to try guys. this movement. We got to start. <laughs> we're going to change up the hashtag. Um, but I do want to hear like your, do you watch the Oscars? Are you a fan of the Oscars? Yeah, I, I watch it. I, it's hard to, I don't even know how I feel. I guess I, I like it. I mean, I'm a, but I was also like, watch the Super Bowl. I just like, 
to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like the thing everybody's doing. Like well, you want to when everybody is watching Walking Dead. I was like, I gotta get on this. Or like yeah. Game of Thrones. I'm like, all right, I'm <gasps> Game in. Game of like, Thrones is amazing. Yeah, there's just a tipping point for me where I'm like, like the last season of Breaking Bad. I had not watched it. Mm-hmm. I was not interested. But it was like, but the like season, the fandom of I, it was so I went much and caught up. Like yeah. I'm a real follower. <laughs> That's I'm just, good. I'm just a real follower. That's good. A lot of people won't admit it, but I, I'll well, put it out there. You're very self-aware. Yeah, just a real follower. <laughs> hey, MIHers, it's Heather. I want to take a minute to tell you more about Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. It is truly the number one tool for mom's peace of mind because it remembers temperature, symptoms, and medications and gives you guidance on what to do next. Parents trust it and kids love it because it also has games for them to play while they're waiting for their temperature to be taken. How cool is that? Take a minute to go to kinsahealth.com. Find out how you can get a Kinsa of your very own. Kinsa, the world's smartest thermometer. So tell me a little bit more. You, when you first came out here, you said you, did you start in standup? Uh-huh. Um, and you still do standup? I, yes, I do. Um, what is it about standup that is attractive to you? Like, what is it oh. about the medium that keeps you coming back for more? I'm, I, I'm always so impressed with people who are doing standup and they do it for so long. They must obviously really enjoy it. Cause I'm not famous. Cause is that what you mean? No. You keep doing it even though it's even not getting though, you really anymore. Um. No, it's uh <laughs> that is, and I kind of, I never quit quit. Like, Oh, I'm never going to do this again. But I didn't do it for, uh, pretty much for a long time because mm-hmm. um, I had some personal things and I always talked about personal things and I didn't feel like I could talk about some stuff that was sure going so I um yeah I started as uh st- I don't know I just I love that's what I guess it's that's what speaks to me like I you know I went to school and I can hear lectures but like Chris Rock speaks to me more than you know like a professor or okay. Roseanne spoke to me right. more clearly. Like when, we it's, have to when talk stuff about, is wrapped in comedy, yeah. I re and, and I really appreciate it. And, and I think sometimes something is so smart and funny and it can either be like, Oh my God, I thought that. And I didn't even know I thought mm-hmm. that, which is yeah. amazing. Like yeah. you can feel like sort of healed connected. Cut, yeah, yeah. And like made whole through this. And then sometimes you're like, I never thought of it that way whoa yeah in a way that like if you like like my show how to hate yourself for Mm -hmm. example i didn't want to write a show called love yourself you guys (laughs) like it's funnier to me to go no you should hate yourself obviously yeah i'll tell you how and here's the best way to do it yeah that because that's fun i like that's just more interesting to me yeah (laughs) than to like the straight up message and we have to talk about yourself that's terrible what a terrible thing to do in your show you talk a lot about uh a little bit about roseanne don't want to give it away no spoilers (laughs) but when i was in the audience and you were talking about how you thought roseanne might be your mom Mm -hmm. i literally went oh my god and i looked at brandy and i go i wonder if laura house is my sister (laughs) because when I was growing up, people always told my mom she looked like Roseanne. Oh, my God. And you kind of, and this is not a slide anyway, but you kind of have similar characteristics mm-hmm. as my mom. And you oh, were saying that, and I was like, and I'm from Oklahoma, born uh-huh. and raised. Uh-huh. My uh-huh. mom, I'm pretty sure, had some babies early on, and maybe, like, <laughs> <laughs> is this something you've maybe asked like, her? No. I'm pretty uh, sure I my just, mom just think, had a, a, a litter and I set them free. See- that happening with my mom um but i literally for a moment i leaned i literally leaned over to brandy and i go oh my god i think laura house might be my sister and she goes shut up and That's i was amazing. like amazing i was like no but i want to see where this is going um i also am a huge fan of roseanne yeah i want her to come on my podcast sure um she i don't think is interested but i'm, I'm never gonna know. give up laura i'm never gonna give Catch up at the right her. moment what is it about roseanne and like women in comedy that you know is it women? Are you more partial to women comics? Like, you know. well, I mean, we didn't have much of a choice, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it, it, there were, there historically now, like the past five years is a different story, right? And people, uh, you know, girls twenty years from now, it's you know, there's just easier. more and more. Well, or they're just gonna have a different relationship to it, right? But it's like. Um, you know, it was Phyllis Diller mm-hmm. 
and it was Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. then it was like, you know, I when Roseanne came along, it was like, I, I did, it was so like balls out. It was so like, yeah, this is it. It wasn't yeah. like a pot, like even like jo- Joan Rivers, I, I, I loved all of them, but I also loved, I never thought of myself as like, oh, I can't love Eddie Murphy. I'm a girl. Like you loved Eddie Murphy. Cause you loved George Carlin and you yeah. loved uh, Bill Murray. And yeah. you, lo- you know, like I didn't think I couldn't, I never thought of, I didn't count myself out because I was a girl growing up. I loved Steve Martin and mm-hmm. I loved this stuff, but I, but then when you, it was more like, then I saw Roseanne and was like, oh, like this is someone I relate to even mm-hmm. more than like a Joan Rivers who has a, a glamorous quality sure, that I sure. never locked into. But then when I saw Janine Garofalo, I was like, oh, oh. Right. like it blew me away. Do you think away. it's that they were so unapologetically like, this is who I am? They were just and- more like me. Yeah. Like for how I related. Like I don't like to dress up. Yeah. I don't like, you know, I didn't have a... I mean, part of it could have been unapologetic, but it, it they just had traits that I shared and related yeah, to, yeah. and and I hadn't seen this before. And you know, like it's like archetypically, there's like ton, different tons of different kinds of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be the dorky guy, and you can be the buffoon guy, and you whatever. And there's only like for years there was like, well, you're the hot chick that the guy's after, sure, or you're her kind of wacky friend fat friend who <laughs> people don't really want to have sex with but right. they will yeah yeah like you your know, buddy like, takes on the friend so yeah, you can get with the hot you know, girl you're the friend that you're you're literally just there to go well then what happened right well is he gonna call do you like him like you're really just there as like the chorus degrees just like sure. asking questions to to just move the story, the story along, along yeah. and you're only ever in your apartment or like the right. apartment next door you and you just no come in life. because your pretty friend is a problem and you're just <laughs> ushering it along and yeah. whatever so i just feel like now like melissa mccarthy in bridesmaids and she'd been on tv for 15 Forever, years yeah but not i mean there's a real that's a real great example of the difference between a working actor and a star yeah. like that was a star turn when she was on bridesmaids and then people what were- do you think that was about bridesmaids that that flipped her like that because to me i've been a fan of her since she was suki on mm-hmm. gilmore girls and i know a lot of women a role have- i read for uh-huh. right uh <laughs> And um, I, for me, I was like, oh, she's, you know, playing one of her groundlings type characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for some reason with audiences just resonated like, oh, my God, this woman is hilarious. And a similar thing has sort of happened with Rebel Wilson in Pitch Perfect, where people oh, are yeah. like, oh, these chubby gals, they're kind of funny. Yeah. So what do you think is happening there? Do you think it's that people are broadening their mind of who can be funny or if it's that these specific you know, women in these specific roles are like, you know, unique to their situations. I, I think the two things happen together. Mm-hmm. Like I think, uh, Melissa McCarthy is very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, she was playing like, I'm sure she wore makeup cause it was a movie, but you could almost argue no makeup. No you know, ma- she's yeah, not a yeah. made up. She can look totally beautiful. And right. she was like, not a made up. She's just playing this kind of gross, like, a dude like she's yeah. playing a kind like like a truck driver guy mm-hmm. but she's a lady right and um and every time you saw her, it was hilarious I you know she may have not had had that exposure to a male audience but also she stole the movie yeah yeah so I think it's j- just like Jack Black at the end of High Fidelity he stole yeah. the movie yes. and it's like Jack Black had been around right but when he sang at the end of High Fidelity it was like oh Who's this guy? So I think sometimes there's a star turn. Yeah. And I think it was like that. But what it's done is you see more and more, and you might have seen it in in auditions too, of like, like there's a buffoon girl in in TV shows. And and now people get it because they're like, you know, like how Melissa McCarthy was in this thing or how Rebel Wilson was in this Mm -hmm. thing. And there's this nuance that like, it's like every time it, it's just like it opens the door and broadens the spectrum for sure. like types of women characters. So it's not just like, oh, the one dimensional this and that. And now that women are more and more like um, creating and producing their own work and right. having it produced by there's a there's a big trend, which I think is so cool. And to me, this is what feminism looks like. 
is women who are successful who reach their hand out to help other women be successful. Right. Your Amy Polers um, and your Amy Schumers yes. are two really clear ones, although there are, you know, are several others. But it's like, you know, they just seem to make a point of helping other women. Like Amy Schumer is very quick to go, this is my crew. Yes. They're great. Yeah. As opposed to, like when I started doing comedy, it was like, act like kind of it's not like anyone says this out loud yeah but like kind of act like one of the boys and then go along with that yeah I can see and that. then you just want to be accepted by the guys and then if you're accepted you're kind of like well I'm not gonna be I'm just so glad I'm accepted and I think there's a whole new thing now um that like Tina Fey represents as well of like um, yeah, we've made it through mm-hmm. and there's a, t- and there's a ton of funny women as opposed to like, yeah, we made it through period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, are there funny women? I don't know. Battle it out. <laughs> you know? And I think that kind, your way. kind of used to be the idea yeah. of like, well, they, they can figure it out themselves. I had to, or whatever. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's, it's a different mindset now. And for women in comedy, I think like, um, maybe not every now I admire but... people younger than me, mm-hmm. which is weird. <laughs> like just in the sense of like you know you always think ahead or where they've been and now sure. I see women um you know younger than me that I'm like oh th- like there's just so much good comedy right now men and women right but women are like have this place now that you know is new and stronger and and better how it's, does it's that, a cool evolution how does that translate for you because you write your own stuff um you write your own do you do features too or do you prefer to write for television only Oh yeah, I pr- I prefer to. Write. I mean, I get asked to do feature work, and I'm like, no, 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 thank you. Why? Does it just seem like it's <laughs> too long. That oh happen. yeah, <laughs> I'm like, wow, diva. Yeah, yeah, I prefer it. I'm like, I turned down all the film offers. All the film offers. I'm like, I, I, what are you talking about? Um, no, I'll write for. I like writing. I like yeah. writing comedy. So, so like, I, what's your ideal situation then? You have a show that gets made, and you get to like be the showrunner or be a producer on it, or, um you know, you could do like an Amy Schumer type situation where you bring on all your friends and you have this great group of, you know, this great crew working on your show. Yeah. I guess all those sound good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I honestly don't spend much time anymore thinking about my ideal situation. Okay. Because it, it makes me sad. Okay. Because <laughs> I've I've had I've sold three shows. Yeah. And they didn't go. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And and there's the, the secret. It isn't true. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't, can't just want, secret it. want something and it mm-hmm. happens um, or feel, you know, you can feel totally in alignment and still get your ass handed to you. And yeah, so I've kind of uh, I don't want to be bitter and I do a lot of work to avoid it, but it's so painful. So like last year, I mean, yes, my ideal situation would be acting and writing on something and mm-hmm. really any on any level working with people that um I connected to and you know like I'm up for a job right now that like I think it would be amazing to get but it's like writing and maybe there would be some acting on it and yeah you know who knows and yeah. and people are more uh maybe more open to that now I don't know but yeah it like last year so uh Katie Seagal was interested in a script I wrote and we have sold one together before and she was interested in producing a script so we went around I created how to hate yourself as a half hour Show right. and we went around pitching it everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. Amazon and Netflix and yeah. everyone is like, oh, so good. And I love it. Oh, no. And they passed. And uh-huh. so it's like, so you know, at that point, like my ideal would have been like, yes, like s- someone who does serialized comedy, which I think that's a cool trend now. Of, yeah. Like it's episodic, but it's ser- you're meant to watch them all, you know, like all in, in, a, in one order, sitting in a way. Yeah. And, you know, in a sitting maybe, but also you know, in or like they're not being released weekly. Right. Right. And there's a serialized element to that. Like Kimmy Schmidt has a great yeah. serialized element to it. Yeah. Um, and, um, I guess that would, you know, that would have been my ideal was, you know, to like have someone buy that and we make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I try to, do you feel I, like so you're sort of open to like I, whatever happens, happens? Yeah, some, I, I mean, I feel like I just have to show up and have an experience mm-hmm. because when I get into like how I, even though like you're, you're, um, how you phrased it is perfect. I, I tend to get weird <laughs> of like <laughs> when I think of like, what is my ideal? And then I'm like, well, 
the world's unfair or whatever, yeah. which isn't necessarily everyone's reaction yeah, to that. Yeah, like yeah. it can be a positive thing to think about. <laughs> I just get like, uh, anyway, so I've just, and I've had several jobs like, like years ago, uh, a friend of mine was like, Hey, you know, I'm writing for this Rosie O'Donnell show and in Chicago and I was ready for a change and I was ready for a job and I was like, Oh my God. And I'm all spiritual and I'm going to go to Harpo. And it's, and it was like, the most painful work experience I've ever oh, had. So really? I was like, I, I seem to remember. So I was like, I don't dream to to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm just not going to dream anymore. anymore. I'm just going to try to do a lot of hard work. You know? And a lot of that, do you give credit to your yoga, your spiritual meditation side? Yeah. I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I mean, meditation helps. I've been meditating for like, nine years or something and i taught it for like eight or seven Mm -hmm. i'm i'm gonna start offering it to comedians at the improv oh that's fun um yeah to like teach an easy mindful thing because it's do you think comedians for comics would be receptive to that or do you think they'd be like ah no fuck that i don't need it you know (laughs) i okay i say that because we watched we went to flappers last night and we saw a comedy show we saw mary lynn rice cup Uh i think i'm saying Uh her name right Uh yes um she was very funny and also a mom and i would love for her to come on my show but i was trying not to stalk her after the show because that's weird yeah um but Every other person before her, with these, Eliza Skinner was on, and she was really funny. But she is funny. But all the male dudes were um, just dick, and f- dick jokes, pussy jokes, like cum on your stomach jokes. And I was like, what am I watching? And the, <laughs> you know, one guy came out, and he was like making jokes about being on cocaine. And why is anyone on cocaine? Ah, and we were like, well, it's not the 80s anymore. And we're all grown ups and Hilarious. it's 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, I just didn't, I didn't understand why they all seem so like nervous and jittery and rattled. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, maybe they're, you know, maybe it's just their thing. But mm-hmm. all of them, the men were like that. Interesting. It was interesting where the women came out. Super smooth, cool, <laughs> chill. Isn't that amazing? There's, there's another podcast that's so good called the Jackie and Lori show with Jackie yeah. Cation and Lori. Lori Kilmartin. Kilmartin was on my show. Oh, at that Acme. makes sense. Yeah. She's got a, a kid. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> she came on and did my live show um, at oh, Acme that's so smart. with Danielle Koenig. Oh, she yeah. was great. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah they brought they're, the house down. It was one. It was of great. Of course, they're both mm-hmm. great girls. But mm-hmm. it's like, it's like for all of the, it's it's similar to what I said. Like minorities have to be better. So it's like white men get to be like, oh, bliss, nobody has to relate. I'm just being yep. gross. Whatever. Yes. That's, I have, that's I have, what it felt I have like. infinite opportunities. And women are like, I better be good or because someone's going to say women aren't funny. Or she's a bitch or <laughs> whatever. Like Eliza Skinner doesn't represent all women. I mean, it'd be awesome if she did. Yeah. But <laughs> she's great. They're both great. But it's like, you don't like Natasha Lajaro at uh-huh. the, um, the roast that Kevin Hart. Yes. Um, she was like. The funny, I mean, Martha she Stewart was, was so funny, funny, but inherently she's going to be funny. Right? But it was, uh, oh, the Justin Bieber rose. She was so oh God, funny. Was so and then funny. some, then like Chris, Chris D'Elia or Delio. Yeah, Delia. Delia yeah. was just like, uh, what, whatever. Yeah, what, um, I, what are we even doing here? I hope Justin Bieber fans. And it's like, yeah. do you think a f- Whitney Cummings could have gotten away with that? It's like, no, no. it would have been like, whoa, what's going on over there? Yeah, like. So it's, uh, but also I think some, some comics meditate and would be mm-hmm. really into it mm-hmm. and others might not. It sounds like those might've been newer comics. Yeah. Who were really trying to hey, yeah, just it, get big laughs. Yeah. Um, Eddie Peptone was good. He's oh, not, he's not Eddie, a new co- and comic, he but he is he not. Great. And he's hilarious and he does meditate. Oh, really? Yeah. <gasps> I would never have pegged that. Yeah. For so a, that's another thing about meditation. You don't have to be like a type. Yeah. 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 Like Howard Stern meditates. Oh, okay. I, I, I feel like I could see that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he's got such a cool swagger and confidence that I but imagine he, he has a centering. But he also dresses up as he's been that for a while, but yeah. He <laughs> also just talks about hot chicks hot and chicks and boobs and all that so stuff it's all really, wow. But yeah, there, you don't have to be like, you know, like a certain you're, you're going to yeah. turn into Wayne Dyer or something <laughs> to like... <laughs> I would love to be able to get into meditation. I just don't think I could quiet my mind enough to do it. It would well, take some effort. That's why you have meditation. Effort. Because it shows you how to do the whole process. I know. I need and it's to not do about it. quieting your mind also. That's a mis... Uh, okay, so maybe that's, that's where a, I... a misbelief. I think also I hate yoga and I sometimes link the two together. Yeah, they're I can't different. do yoga. I just can't. I, I barely do yoga. It hurts 
every I do day. the real beginner, like like restorative yoga. I enjoy like just gentle stretching. Yes, it's basically <laughs> like put your leg here and now just like kind of lay, lay there for five <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, oh, I can totally I'm, do that. I'm deaf. I'm way into this. Um, before you go, I do have to ask you, which I'm sure you get asked about a lot, is the Louis C.K. Oh, oh, that what? too. Okay, okay. <laughs> what? The, the Louis, what happened? The Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Thing. affair. Um. How long the were you guys dating with him? <laughs> and uh, did he put it in your butt? No. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Because he was like, Laura House is the best thing ever. I, maybe paraphrasing. I, I love that quote, by the way. Definitely. That's what he said. Um, Louis C.K. said, uh, was asked. Um, in like a Reddit. In a Reddit, mm-hmm. uh, AMA, who, you know, what women do you think are funny? And I, I feel like, you know, I couldn't hear his tone. I was reading it. But I feel like in his tone, it was like, there's a ton of, like, ugh. You know, like, women are never, at, hey, do you think any men are funny? You know, like, <laughs> no, because culturally we believe that men are totally funny. So it's, right. we, but we're not sure about women, so you wait. And I, he was like, there's a ton of funny women. And he named all these women. And, and at the end he said uh, my name. Uh, I had, But worked- he didn't just say your name. He's like, and like, Laura House is one of the funniest women I've ever met I mean it was something like very specific like that where it's like if you haven't met Laura House then you obviously know Laura House I'm just gonna let it let it live as you have said it <laughs> that is not what it says but I like that I like the that tone. that was your takeaway that but the he, tone was but didn't he also was, put you at the end have, my, it was at the very end um of a, his comedy special right there, I saw no. you in the credits. Your name is in the credits no, of his. You're making it up. I That's swear to true. Jesus, who I okay. don't know if you believe it, and but this is this is how I found out. Louis C.K. is in love with me. That's the, not true. No, can't be true. I'm gonna Google Take it. Where's my computer? Shot. I can't, Take or my computer will die. All um, right, no, you get that back to me. You tweet I'll that do to it. me. So at the end of his comedy special, where he did like a show in the round mm-hmm. in New York, he, in your name is in the credits <laughs> as okay. a special thing. It's. Not I possible, swear to God, but also <laughs> Chris and I God both pause it and we screamed at the TV. I, you're, I can't imagine what you were. You were like, we might've been drunk. You were punch drunk from <laughs> your kids keeping been. you up all night. Um, um, but it only came, it came from working with him. I mean, just really simply, but what, what was, show did you, where did you work with him? Just stand up with, uh, oh, he's like, at Cobbs in San Francisco. And we may have worked together in Texas okay. a week too, but I've just, I, you know, I just done a show. I, I had, I have performed with him. That's all. Yeah. But, uh, but here's, what's really flattering. And I, you know, as women, we're not supposed to like anything about ourselves or ever, ever feel good toward ourselves. Absolutely not. (laughs) Because then you're an arrogant, so insane. (laughs) Um, it's like I catch myself and then I double catch myself like, Oh, I shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, Of course you should. Um, I had not worked with it. It had been at least 10 years. Yeah. I hadn't seen him. Yeah. For decades. So the idea that my my name was rattling around his head was pretty cool. Yeah, to me. absolutely. Because it was like the next day he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and also that was a, the day I, it was a Thursday, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I had helped out on the mom pilot and Chuck mm-hmm. Lorre had. Uh, had, read it had zeroed in on me and told me I was terrific and oh, shook my lovely. hand, which is not common. Yeah, that's lovely. And um, so I was like, what a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've made it. I was re- re- just, I mean, you have to, you've been here long enough. You mm-hmm. know, like you have to, because a lot of days, most days are most just days laundry are not like and that. dishes. Yeah. But you have to yeah. like go, oh, what a nice Moment. When those moments happen, like I did, I shot an episode of Lopez, George Lopez's uh-huh. new show. Mm-hmm. I shot that a couple of weeks ago and a small part, but still a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, and cool. the producers came up to me afterwards and they were like, you're so funny. And like Aww. made a point to shake my hand, which the producers don't yeah. usually do for like a small little co-star part. You know, they're like, eh, bye. Um, but they shook my hand and they mm. were like, you're so funny. I hope we get to work with you again. And I literally went in my trailer and I was like, oh God, why do I get to do this every day? It like is. it's such a rewarding feeling. Just somebody taking them a t- uh, a moment to recognize you, recognize your talent, and say, "I think you're great. Yep. You're doing a great job." It means so so much. So it everybody listening, so tell much. someone that that yeah. you know. Just stop right now. Reach out. Reach out and say you're doing a great job. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, especially does. for us um, sensitive actors. Yeah, I I agree because it's it's expected that people will do a good job. 
So right. I think a lot of people feel like, well, why should like they're supposed of course to do they're a good, do job. good job? Why yeah. would I like? I'm gonna say if they don't do a good job, but some people are are maybe they don't want to say because they don't want to inflate egos or you know whatever. Well, but. I, well, there is another aspect of it in defense of people who do, is like they do have a, a ton of things to do, but sure. really nice when people take a, take moment. a moment to do that. Yeah, because also co-star is hard. Everybody knows everybody. Yep, you're, you're the just new kid. in and out. You mm-hmm. have to like it's all timing and chemistry, but yeah. you have to like bring that. Yes, because you don't. I've done. They all have all developed their timing and yeah. chemistry, and you're like. Here's my timing chemistry. Yeah. (laughs) And you go in and you're like, it's so hard. At first I used to be like, oh my God, I want to be friends with everyone. Can't we all be friends? Because that's how I am in my social circle. I talk to everybody. I'm very outgoing. And, um, you know, uh, it's weird to go on a set where they're all like, they know I'm there for a few hours. They don't have to be my best friends. And then I'm gone and they never see me again. So that took some time. That was my greenness showing in the beginning. But now I know I go in, I have a job to do. Mm -hmm. If they want to talk to me and say I did a great job, that's awesome. But mostly... They don't because yeah. they have to a million is, other things to go do. Which isn't how you thought of acting. No, necessarily. no, you know, not at like, all. It's so different than sort of what you think. Or when people are like, oh, my God, you write sitcoms. Ugh, you just sit there and laugh all day. Yeah, and I'm like, it must be just so funny. No, <laughs> that is not what happens. <laughs> but I, I told one person because I didn't I couldn't get into it. But I, I go, I know one thing for sure. Much more fun to watch them than to write them yeah <laughs> and it was like oh like, i do imagine in my mind that in a writer's room is just everyone's uh, laughing all the nonsense. time you're drinking coffee oh, every yeah. time, you know no i saw you sometimes you're getting yelled at sometimes you're getting yelled at <laughs> i saw you one time in your native environment on samantha who oh yeah when you were writing for samantha who uh-huh. and i was like oh my god that's laura Rapid house Lock. and uh another melissa McCarthy show a great show um but uh i just was like man That'd be so great. You could just sit around with your friends and make jokes all day. Yeah. But that's not it what it is. It would be great. <laughs> not, that's what a that's podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're doing right now. Um, so I want to tell you really quick before you go. First of all, thank you for directing Brandy and I in some of the most amazing Mr. Biscuit. comedy things that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I still get compliments from people on our Mr. Biscuit show and Aww. our um, the little dance number that we did at the end. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember. But Super you brought, helped bring the magic together. Like we had Aww. ideas and you sort of helped form that. So thank um, you. But mostly when you were my director at Acme, I'll never forget you were kind of giving everyone a pep talk one night. It was like, I think maybe before a Charlie show uh-huh. or, and you were like, big um, on pep talks. I know it was great I though. I really am. Cause uh, people are kind of feeling down. You know, we were, t- we take things really personally. I'm pretty sure I cried. I hope I didn't cry to you at some point when something didn't go wrong or whatever. I was, I blocked it out. I very, get very emotional about like stuff that I write and sketches mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh God. And it's, I mean, a, a sketch yeah. show is stressful. Stressful. Like it's not SNL. It's not blah, blah like going out to millions of people but it's like yeah it's, you have you have five or six completely different roles and costumes yes. and the timing of it and yes. if somebody else messes it's a whole it's a you lot you can mess up somebody else's sketch which and you, you never want to do really and done it before no. you know it's not like we did the same show for five no. months or whatever right and, I don't remember. it was all very off the cuff but yeah. like i will never forget one day before a show you were like you guys like you can't be so hard on yourselves when it comes to this show because you're in Hollywood. You get to perform as an actor on a stage in Hollywood. Like, do you know how many people would kill to have that opportunity? Oh. And it sort of like put things in perspective. Like, yeah, we are getting ready to perform in Hollywood to mm-hmm. an audience that is just cheering just like for we us. Moved and here like, for. Yeah. And you were like, it's, you're getting to do what you came out here to do. So just remember that. And I remember oh. we were all like, okay, thank you, Laura. <laughs> Thank you for putting in perspective. We're such assholes. Um, and then uh, we were good for like a second. I'm sure we all yeah. went back to being jerks. But I, it's true. There's something lovely I about that. I think it's a good reminder for people. For And it's re- relatable to every, every mm-hmm. person in the sense of, you know, we all get focused on what we want and don't mm-hmm. have. And that's normal. And we all get afraid of losing things that we do have. And mm-hmm. that's normal. And we get like, I, you know, the sketch show, it's like, it's on a Friday night, mm-hmm. so you've worked all week at a job, right? Right, and then you've memorized your sketches and the free, you know wrote them and then memorized them and rewrote them right. or whatever in your free time, and then you had to get there and you had to park and it was terrible and you got to take <laughs> it and yeah. then your agent said something stupid and then you yeah. didn't get a call back for a thing and then you whatever, 
and you're and there's so much rejection involved in yeah. Hollywood that it's very easy to just feel defeated and yeah. whatever. But to me, it's like if the show is at eight, then like okay, it's seven. Just forget everything. Like I right. get, like I get it. You have a shitty agent, and L.A. parking fees are outrageous, and like what, whatever. You know, like relationships are awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever <laughs> is happening, like whatever, it's not happening right now. Mm-hmm. And for the next couple of hours, you're an actor in Hollywood, and like, you know, that's what you wanted to be when so you were great. six and seven and eight, yeah. and like just own it. Or like, I I'm amazed by people that like could have a good relationship, like their romantic relationship, but they're always mad. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, you wanted to get married. You yeah, know, like, yeah, like yeah. you wanted, like, is there anything you enjoy this about this what? person? Right, or? right. Wow. Oh, my God. We like, have some friends who are like that, too. Like, I'm, we, we will not bring up names. But, yeah, yeah like. It's like, do, do you not enjoy this at all? Like, no. Well, some people are just maybe just not happy. You know, maybe it's like an inner happiness I, I think there's a real i think it doesn't make take much to just remind yourself like oh, okay and to know it's not perfect like to keep things in perspective yeah totally um i'm so glad you came over today i still feel like i have like a thousand more things i want to ask you advice on but you have to go and i have to go and like i'm, I'm i have your phone you, number you now so i can text you i can email you text you <laughs> in the night laura That's thinking right, about time this. letters would you please advise me and please the following? tell me what to do um, tell people how they can find you and become Twitter. fans of yours on the Twitter, Twitter at I'm Laura house, the letter I and the letter M Laura house and at, uh, Laura house.com Twitter's usually, I usually retweet shows I'm doing pretty easily. Yeah. Cause people can come watch you do stand up sometime if you're doing that again. I do stand up quite a bit. I have a Are regular- you putting up your, um, uh, how to hate yourself again or I will, but I don't have plans to do it. And there's some videos and stuff on my website, mm-hmm. um, for how to hate yourself and for stand up and some stories. So and, funny. Um, thank you. And, um, uh, yeah, it's not in the books. I'll do it at, at some point, but I have a regular Laura house and friends show at flappers Burbank. And um, how, I want to come to that. Yeah. I want to be in that. You do. All yeah. right. I need to come. We'll have I do a dance. Jeff Ahern is is trying to get me to come and do oh, right. his show too, and I'm just like, I want to do something weird though. Like I don't want to. <laughs> I'm still right. thinking about it. Um. All right. So also too, I'm going to put everything up on my website about Laura House where they can find you. Oh. You have a podcast too. Yeah. It's you can get to that from my website as well. But yeah, Laura House at large. Laura House at large. Yeah. I love it. I just talk about different stuff. I'm at large. <laughs> there you go. Wherever, everywhere, and all over. Um, seriously, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Um, you guys go to motherhoodandhollywood.com to find out more information about Laura. Also, don't forget to subscribe on the show, subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. And of course you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, motherhood and Hollywood and Twitter at MIH podcast. I think we cover them all. I think I got all of it covered, right? Thanks you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye moms. Balls.